it's like the path of least resistance, but yeah. that almost indicates like that's gonna not be giving all joy. a fuck. Yeah. yeah, but like what I mean by that is resistance is when the universe feels like it's intervening in mm. and it's trying to stop you. So if you're doing something and you are having to fight tooth and nail and push yourself and work so fucking hard it's that's probably not for you yeah whereas if it's hard but you're getting somewhere that's probably more for you yeah Mm. i feel like it changes for me like i used to think like kind of the same as what you first just said like you're on your path so it should kind of feel like joyful all the time and like you feel the most happy and stuff but then I started to, like, as I got older, like, I started to feel more constriction when I knew that I was on my path, though. Like, it's Mm. like when you feel really tight in your chest and you feel so stressed and, like, everything is weighing down in you. And, like, I used to think, like, that means, like, what I'm doing is not right. But then it's, like, it's actually deeper than that. And it's... What is reality really made of? I am your host Carla and welcome to Cosmic Batter, the podcast where we explore stories of the unknown and my experience of becoming psychic. This is for anyone who realizes that there is so much more to the human existence. Um, welcome to the Cosmic Batter podcast. This is my beautiful friend Holly. Hi. So, uh, Holly, we just met at a cafe, mm. and um, she's really cool. So, faster on. <laughs> I like normally, you know, my other podcasts, mm. I'd introduce people with like credentials, almost yeah, like yeah. their experience. Well, my experience is working at a cafe, and we met. <laughs> At a cafe, so... Mm, and being a mad bitch. I know. It was cool, though, the way we met. Like, mm. it was, like, slowly, like, I had to meet you through, like, taking your coffee order. Mm. And, and so being it was like, like, who is she? I want to get to know her. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> sorry. And then I was like, oh, sorry, like, next person. <laughs> anyway. No, it was cool, because I was coming in during lockdowns, mm. and so I would then tell all the girls at the cafe essentially my life story because mm. I was like I have no human contact <laughs> kind of <laughs> I know and then a friendship was born mm. it's beautiful mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay I actually had a question while we were talking about the okay you were talking about how it pushes you like the universe pushes you onto your path mm. And sometimes people have the skill and the ideas, but they actually never make it to that path. Mm. So what do you think 
is like how do you know that you're on your path oh good question yeah to just to add to that as well because this is gonna go in um we were saying how it literally doesn't matter what you do if it's like a full expression of you or you totally take ownership of it say like a musician that isn't the best musician but they just fucking own it we were saying Mm. anybody can kind of make it doing that and then I said but I would add it also depends if it's for you because you might be really amazing at something say you are an amazing musician but it's actually just simply not on your path to be like absolutely world famous pop star Mm. you might still have success but it's not for you to reach that level mm. of success. So that's like why we're talking about it and the, the, the parts that go into it. So the question was, how do you know, like you're in alignment? Yeah. Like, like on your path, like mm. how do you know? So for me, a key word is joy. Mm. What brings me joy for someone else? It might be like pleasure or family, like mm. slightly different words. So if I'm having fun all the time, that's a big indicator. And then feeling, I guess, a sense of calm. But at the start, when you're kind of, yeah, on the start of your journey and you don't know what calm is and you fucking are just working all the time and really fucking busy and dysregulated Mm. when you're in that space, I would say it's, it's like the path of least resistance but yeah. that almost indicates like that's gonna not be giving joy. a fuck yeah. yeah but like what i mean by that is resistance is when the universe feels like it's intervening in mm. and it's trying to stop you so if you're doing something and you are having to fight tooth and nail and push yourself and work so fucking hard it's that's probably not for you yeah whereas if it's hard but you're getting somewhere that's probably more for you yeah Mm. i feel like it changes for me like i used to think like kind of the same as what you first just said like you're on your path so it should kind of feel like joyful all the time and like you feel the most happy and stuff but then i started to like as i got older like i started to feel more constriction when I knew that I was on my path though like it's Mm. like when you feel really tight in your chest and you feel so stressed and like everything is weighing down in you and like I used to think like that means like what I'm doing is not right but then it's like it's actually deeper than that and it's like like you know the path of least resistance it's kind of like you think it's like gonna be like beautiful and perfect Mm. the whole time Mm. When it's actually, like, the most resistance, like, you ever face. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah, that line is not the best representation. No, but it's, like, I actually like that line. Mm. But then it's also, like, people don't... I think when people hear it, like, they kind of imagine it to be, like, beautiful and perfect and, like, Mm. you can just breathe. (laughs) Yeah, because that's a funny thing, because when I say that, and that's because I would say I've always been passionate about, like asking for more Mm. from life and so when i say the path of least resistance that doesn't mean don't give a fuck that means like how can i get the best possible life ultimately ever and if that includes working hard now Mm. i'm gonna do that because 
Because for me, even when I was younger, I would be like, what? Like, I remember, say, when I, I had just finished studying dance and, and, and singing and stuff, so I was looking at being a singing teacher, and then I was like, this doesn't make any sense. If I make, like, $30 an hour, how the fuck do you ever buy a house? And I still don't fully comprehend how people do that. Mm. Um, obviously, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But at that age, I was like, living off $30 an hour seems extremely fucking hard. So the easier option for me is somehow making more than that. And then there was a lot of hard work with that. But I was like, that's actually going to be an easier life. But then, yeah, like what you just said, then there are layers. There are so many layers (laughs) because when you realize your potential Mm. and that you are on a path to something that could make you incredibly happy, it's fucking scary. And at least from my personal experience, I've worked through so much fucking self-sabotage and anxious attachments and avoidance and all these things. And I personally think you do have to be courageous and willing to do that to actually walk the path of least resistance. Because it's like, mm. how did you actually feel, like, when you first started your, like, when you changed from your fitness business to spiritual co- coaching? Like, how did you actually feel, like, coming mm. into that? Yeah, I had a meltdown. <laughs> like, literally. Because it's, you know, it's funny because it was, it was the right thing to do. Mm. But with what I know now, I was like, wow, that was one massive trauma response, nervous Mm. system shutdown, even though it was the right thing to do. So the fitness business built it, built it, built it, had money coming in, but it was just, it was just fucking crazy. And I've always been a bit impulsive, I guess, even though I'm like really a bit of a planner, which Mm. is anyway... And when I was like, this isn't working anymore, I just knew the fastest way to take the next step is to just stop and do the next thing. So I had current clients, which which supported me, thank God. I, I probably wouldn't have done it this way if I didn't have that, but I had current clients who were finishing their contracts, so I just left that and I immediately then started brainstorming the next thing. Mm. So it was fucking really, really scary. But I also felt relieved because I was like, thank God I don't have to keep going. I've accepted it's not working. I don't want it. And like, I actually, I did feel really free with That's that. That's good. Mm. Yeah. And then I ended up borrowing money to pay for my then education into mindset coaching and stuff. And that's mm. always scary. And so many people don't do things because they don't have the money or the support, which is very real. I'm not discounting that. Um, but yeah, I like asked family and it was really felt awful. And obviously that showed I do have a level of privilege that I yeah. was helped. But, but that's I was like willing always... to do that as well. Yeah. Whereas I, and It's okay if you don't want to do that, but like there were a lot of scary things to to make it happen. That's always so scary, though. Like, borrowing money, to me. Mm. It's like, what if you can't pay them back? And, mm. yeah. 
But you did it anyway. Yeah. Nice. Um, and uh, even then, like, so I borrowed money to pay for my education and that, and I kept trying to pay it back really quickly. Mm. And then I think I had a mentor at the time, and they were like, how about you just use what you've been given, like what was spent on education, to grow your business, which is the whole point, and pay, like organize to pay them back later. And because it was family, I was like, oh, I can do that. Mm. And um, yeah, because that's another massive barrier, like people's, um, the shame and guilt around money and not wanting to affect anyone else. Um, and so, yeah, I now am, have arranged like that I can pay them back in like a year's time mm-hmm. when the flow is there. And it's so good because it is getting there. Like my position is improving all the time. And so the education that we put in can actually make a difference mm-hmm. <laughs> before I have to like pay it back. Yeah. Um, cause that's something that really stumps people. And Again, I'll, like, recognize, yeah, I'm definitely in a position of privilege that I've had that support. But, um, there's also, um, because I know, for me, people want to be independent and, like, make it on their own. And I was like that as well. I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be a burden on my family. I don't want to affect my family. I don't want to hold anyone else back. But that level of hyper-independence can be a trauma response and then you're not say you're not making it like your family wants you to do well but you don't want to affect anyone else so you are not asking for the help or the support and then you don't fulfill you know whatever it is that you want to fulfill Mm -hmm. and your family wants you to be happy so like if it's finance or not it could be anything else actually asking for help to make your dream come true (laughs) whatever that is like is deeply healing and that's what community is for that's so true yeah Mm. that's so true Mm. because i feel like i have i definitely have those issues like with hyper independence and just like it just puts so much pressure on you like Mm. unnecessary pressure and it's just like that's like i never knew that you worked through that though like yeah, and every time I'm asking to borrow money and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because, and for me, there's been shame and guilt associated mm-hmm. with it because I pretty much can't get anything from the bank. <laughs> like, like Wait, I would, what? I would almost rather get a loan from a bank that doesn't involve my family and get actual debt. Mm. But I actually can't. Wait, why? Because I haven't made enough profit for enough years. Oh. Which is, has always been, when I realised what was, that that was happening and that I couldn't get anything for quite some time, I was shocked because especially with my fitness business, I made a lot of money. Mm. It's like I made six figures in revenue, but I personally have always invested a lot into coaching. Yeah, I you always say that, yeah. Yeah, and like I don't receive as much coaching right now in this present moment as we're recording Mm. but all that has changed my life and so even the year that I made six figures revenue it was like 
say like $30,000 profit. And then I changed my business. So my profit margin was less than that. Mm. And it's weird to me. Cause I feel like even then I was like, well, I have enough money, but my tax statement looks like I not making like that much. <laughs> and so I remember, I think I went, to, I applied for a credit card cause I thought that like I would have no problem with that. Um, and I couldn't get any of them. And I, really? cause you also needed to, you needed to make over $30,000 profit for at least three years. Oh, okay. And I had say made over 30,000 with, with the really big fitness business. And then the year before that it was say a little, un- or maybe it was only two years at that point, mm-hmm. And then I changed my business and, you know, invested into other education like NLP and stuff. And mm-hmm. anyway, so I had shame because essentially banks were rejecting me. And well, then I would be rather... like, wow, am I a failure? Am I... Do I actually yeah. not know anything about business? Am I crazy for doing this? Yeah. Mm. But why would you rather ask money from the bank than your family? Do you reckon that like, goes into the hyper-independence yeah. thing again? Yeah. Yes. Just like I'm a bad person if I affect anybody else right. with my selfish desires. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But so then I worked through that especially with the last coach that I had, Emily, with my own, like, healing work. Mm. And her being, like, family, like, they want to support you. And the conversation I had with my parents, um, yeah, when they gave me some support, I said, like, things are going well. Here's a brief overview. But obviously I I set a few boundaries because I now know how to have the conversation. I said, I don't really want you to ask me how it's going all the time or want evidence of it. I don't really want to explain where the money goes or anything. And this is the time limit that I would like before I have to pay it back. And they were like, yeah, okay. Like we trust you. And I didn't even think that that would ever happen. And then I, um, probably to myself, (laughs) not at the time. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, you know, me a few years ago would have rather died than asked Mm. and felt, and I would have felt like a bad person. And I actually touched on this in my last, I think in the last episode of the Carla Herschel podcast, like, um, how do I say? Like, I think that our, our society just celebrates hyper independence and, Mm. like can make you feel like oh if you if it was given to you you didn't earn it maybe you don't deserve it and like it's like the nepo baby stuff yes like there's so much hate to like nepotism babies and then i would be like am i a nepotism baby (laughs) but i and i'm but it it's so there's such a massive scale there with like multi-billionaire people and then like inherent like inheriting their family's business yeah like Elon Musk yes so it's different um but then we because because like I said I still recognize that I am I am privileged yeah. um but like you know I I had issues in my own life growing up and I got onto drugs and I did all these other yeah. things so a part of me would always be really angry like 
you know, I'm really struggling to start my business. It's so fucking hard. And like, I can't get anything from banks, you know, like I literally cannot. And so there was an inner conflict of being like, do I deserve to ask for help? Is the question. It's crazy that like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) me like overshare. (laughs) It's all right. Um, there's a camera, so it's fine. You're supposed to overshare, right? Yes. <laughs> um, it's actually just us trauma dumping. Yeah, for like exactly. <laughs> like, it's crazy that, like, you know yourself that you worked so hard to get where you are. And, like, you know that you struggled. But then at the same time, you're still like, am I a Nepo baby? Like, did I get it all handed to me? It's like, no. Like, mm. you know how much you worked for it. Yeah. It's like, Yeah. There's, it's, it seems like a funny thing to have in a conflict about, but we should be having these conversations because I think Mm. everybody does. And it's worth talking about because like I just said, when you believe that, oh, if I ask my family for help, I'm holding them back. Mm. What if you then don't fulfill like a life that you want? What about the kids that you have? What if it was like your family's generational curses like not asking for help from the family exactly yeah and and again like if they say no that's okay too yeah but and because like you know um like if a friend comes to you like look i've actually been going through a hard time can we talk i personally am like thank you for feeling safe to talk to me and like what do you need me to do like i'll Mm. cancel I don't know if I'd cancel appointments, but I'd be like, I'll clear my day. Like, I'll come. Mm. And it's it's so nice. nice. Yeah, Mm. that's so nice. Mm. I actually get uncomfortable with, like, the question, how are you? Because it's like, I feel like I should just answer it straight. Like, yeah, I'm good. Like, just been Mm. working. That's, Mm. like, my main answer. Like, just been working a lot. Yeah. But, like, and, like, if my friends, like, if I'm talking to my friend... And, like, you're, like, with you, for example, like, you're telling me everything and I'm, like, listening to you. And it's, like, I love listening to you. And then you're, like, so how have you been? And then I don't reply for, like, two days. <laughs> but it's, like, actually, like... It actually like, is a little like that. <laughs> it's, like, I actually am, like, mm, I don't know what to say. Mm. Like, and so, yeah, that's what, like, it reminds me of that when you talk about it. Like, it's, like... It actually is so sweet when a friend, like, comes to you and says, like, I've been struggling. Because, mm. yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah, like, well, it means you, you, they're actually, like, yeah. showing up in truth. Like, now the culture these days is, like, ask your friend, are they okay? And, like, everyone is, like, emotionally conscious, like, mm. these days. Mm. But at the same time, it's, like, everyone, like, there's still barriers that are so, like, deep rooted to like being vulnerable mm-hmm. and stuff it's like we are living in like a vulnerable time but it's like i don't feel i still have to f- force it to be vulnerable i don't know yeah and then is it really vulnerable if it's like well forced or yeah. like just saying like what what do they want to hear i mean it it still is yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it is hard to do mm. um like I've like this, I've done so much healing, like to mm. be able to do that, and I yeah. think a lot of people don't quite understand what vulnerability is because mm. you can you can 
a big this this took me a really long time to work on like you can say how you're feeling without feeling it in the moment right so i could in the past i would be like yeah i've been really fucking stressed and really sad but you know whatever <laughs> and i still do that <laughs> but like yeah you do but um <laughs> like then when after i started going to therapy and saw my first few healers I remember one time talking to a friend, being like, "I've actually been really stressed," and I started getting upset. And I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "I'm just gonna let it come because I've been trying to actually feel my feelings." And like a few tears just made it out, and then it stopped because my body automatically suppressed it. But th- th- that was like actually a breakthrough. That is so yeah. Mm. How do you feel about crying in public? I would now. I still feel a bit of internalized shame, I guess. Right. Because I actually went to the... <laughs> I actually was crying in public recently. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Wait, like when story. I went to the beach? Oh, oh no. What? Like at lunch. No, wait. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> me every day. No, yeah. um, the story you just told me before. With... At lunch. A relative... Pull yourself together, I remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was about to okay. cry with that person. Oh, so you weren't crying? I would have liked to, actually. Yeah. <laughs> then you had to pull yourself together. <laughs> yeah, but it was funny that this person said that, by mm. the way. It's not a judgment. Um, But yeah, I spoke to someone at a cafe, and it was a very important conversation to both of us. Right. And, yeah, I teared up a bit. And this person that I was talking to beautiful person, different generation, very reserved. And she was like, you know, pull yourself together. Because we were mm. in a cafe. It wasn't mean or anything. It was just different. And I actually, I would have preferred to just cry. Right. But I respected their boundaries. Yeah. And was like, I don't need to do that. So I mm. almost consciously, like, didn't go fully into the feeling. But, um... And the other example I was going to say, I, I drove to the beach the other day because I was thinking about something. And then as soon as I got there, I was like, oh, I just needed to get out of the house to let this feeling come up. And then in my car, I just had a cry. And, like, if people walk past so I, like, turned away a bit. Right. So I guess that's a bit of internalized shame. But I was like, see, like be that person and that you know if someone's walking past and then they'd be like is she crying and then like oh i think she is crying and then they walk <laughs> like so i just was like like it's so uncomfortable for everybody yeah yeah i think it's a bit of a surprise yeah but so having said those two examples i'd say i'd be pretty comfortable mm. with it now mm. i wouldn't do it on purpose you sure <laughs> 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 like going to a store and n- no what about oh you God. I don't think I've ever done it mm. Mm. <laughs> it like sounds like <laughs> I'm like finish topic please don't mention me <laughs> <Something> crying <else. laughs> no but I don't think I've ever done it but like it is kind of like I'm not gonna lie it does actually make me be like what's going on when someone's mm. like crying in public like oh she right yeah. But I would never ask that. Because, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's a lot. Especially if you don't know the person. <laughs> yeah. It depends. 
Um, this is an amazing topic. <laughs> <laughs> Would no, you ask someone? Been. Would you ask someone? Are you okay? In public, crying. I don't, it really. I guess it depends on the context. It depends on the intensity of the yeah crying, like wailing, like on the floor. I'd probably. Be, <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Like just just give her. She's just having a moment, or he. Yeah. Or they. <laughs> just having a moment. Um. No, but mm. we live in an emotionally such a detached society. Mm. And like the like, if someone is is crying or mm. having a feeling, it's just energy that has to pass through. Like they're, they're going to be okay. They're going to calm down. Um, it's okay to feel that way. Mm. And I'm just give you examples that are coming to mind of times that I've been like, wow, this society is fucking needs to change. Um, excuse me. One time I went like this beach house with this group of people. It was actually with like an ex-partner and this one guy had difficulty regulating his emotions, essentially like Mm. lovely guy, but he got really angry because someone did something dumb and dangerous and it was really fucking dumb. Mm. But this guy got really upset and I was like, tried to talk to him a little bit and then I was like he's completely overwhelmed we all need to pretty much leave the room he was literally screaming I'm like but he needs to just give him time he can't regulate like the rest of us just give him time and his cousin was there I'm like his cousin knows what to do right and every now and then this group of people I with like it's not not a very good group of people one of them would turn around and be like can you just shut up Oh and it would God. set him off all over again. And he was poor guy. Like I actually, I actually felt for him yeah, was totally. literally screaming probably three hours because he got him himself worked up. But I, that was, you know, he's the one that say couldn't emotionally regulate. But mm. obviously the other people in the room couldn't either. Exactly. Because for you know this, it was one time it was a girl. She was like you know, he's fine, like, get over it, it's happened, Sh- shut up, and then it would complete, and I was like, and then I ended up just leaving the room, because I was like, I'm not calming anyone else down, even though I'm saying, like, yeah, like, I just have to it's leave. It's, like, exactly, like, it's, like, we still don't know, like, how to deal with, like, people showing, like, raw emotions, it's, like, with children, like, there's still, like, discussions on, like, what you should do, like, when a kid is crying. Mm. And it's, like, we still don't even know, like, just how to, like, hold space or whatever for someone, Mm. like... And it's, like, crazy. Because, Mm. like, everyone feels everything that everybody else feels. And then it's, like, when someone's actually, like, showing it, it's, like everyone gets so, like, tight and uncomfortable and, like, mm. just wants to, like, shut it away. And it's, yeah. like, exactly what we do to kids still as well. And it's, like, I don't know, like, will we ever get there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think so. I do think we're coming, like, in leaps and bounds yeah. as a society. But... I think for sure, yeah, <sighs> like, it's it, improved, but... It's, it's tricky, though, because... And this is something I think about, like... I think that there's, like, the eternal now... And mm. the past and the future are, like, almost folding in on 
itself all the time. And I definitely think as a collective, like, we're getting better. But say, as you get older, you have your own traumas or suppressed things Mm. or things that you've just had to let go and deal with in your life. And then you unconsciously and, you know, to no fault of your own, like, pass on that a little bit. So even though we're always getting better as a society, at the same time, like, you know, the people that are on the way out are imprinting on the people that are just coming in as well. Hmm. So I, I do think that it's, we are getting better, but will, you know, will problems ever go away? I don't yeah. think so. No. Mm. Definitely not. <laughs> well, no, because then it's like, what's the point? And that's... But then that's a whole nother conversation around, like... <laughs> Like, do we come here to play these games, or yeah, or is it a almost like an accident? Oh my god! Like one of my friends, I'm gonna get her on as well. But she recently essentially made this big video, which it was really good about how like I don't, we don't deserve our trauma, and I don't like agree with that anymore. And like she said, you know, yes, they are lessons that shape us. But do we need to be grateful that they happen to us? Like she's like, no, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, even though like if you believe in like how a soul comes down to and chooses specific lessons, it's like okay, yeah, we did choose it if you believe that. Mm. But we don't have to like appreciate it. Yeah, and be no. like, well, I chose this, so I should be like happy that I'm getting there. You know, like making progress. It's like. Yeah, that, I've actually never heard it being put like that though. Like, should we be grateful for our trauma or not? Yeah, because it's like in the spiritual community, it's like you chose your trauma, mm. and it's like, yeah, like, okay, we chose it, but it's not necessarily like really a good thing, is it? Or is it like neutral? Yeah. Well. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess it's subjective. Yeah. <clears throat> but, um... Oh, what was I just going to say? Like... Oh, the the conversation of free will and, um... What do we choose sort of thing. So, before, I would say this <clears throat> more new age spirituality where it's like, you know, be grateful for every lesson and, yeah, like, mm. you, chose, you chose certain traumas and things. But I have had an interesting experience and other people that have done a lot of inner work probably relate, but, like, when I was just all trauma responses and I knew, fuck, I actually need to work on this, I need to start healing, then if something sort of bad happened to me, I'd be like, I'm probably still allowing that to come into my reality. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, I got assaulted last year, Mm. um, and I was like that's on me for not having better boundaries or speaking up sooner or, you know, I didn't trust my gut or I still need to heal like masculine wounding in my life. Like because it was a man, like, and that put me even deeper into my healing journey, which was worth it. But I've been deep healing for six months and I have a feeling for the moment, I'm like, I'm done doing that. Mm. I know it's a forever thing, but like, I'm just done with that. And that, and energetically I feel really good Mm. And I have been getting approached by men non-stop. Oh. Non-fucking-stop. Like, 
I got the train home the other day. This guy starts chatting to me and he was like, oh my God, we actually got on at the same stop and we're getting off at the same stop. Did you notice me? I'm like, fucking no. Who are you? Like, and he offered to drive me home. I'm like, that is weird. Um, <laughs> oh my God. I've been doing salsa dancing. One night I went to a social dance. Three guys asked for my, for my number and a fourth wanted to but I was like ha ah, no like like they came to me it was just weird and you know I thought later because we when we hung out and we went for a drive you know how those men came over to our car oh my god yeah these we we went and got ice cream uh frozen yogurt mm, <laughs> and then we yogurt. went to the beach and it was night we were it was like maybe 10 o'clock and like went to the beach we get in the car there's just like stars out and stuff. And there's a few other cars in the car park. And these guys came over to our car. With like and flashlights on something. I'm sure. It was quite intimidating, but they were they were younger than they were younger than me. They seemed like early twenties. Mm. And I was like, maybe they thought we were their friends yeah. and it, and where and it's like they thought that they knew us or something, but when they, they came over and looked at us and like then, literally right to the window and they realized that they made a mistake and they mm. laughed and like ran off they were like giggling it was kind of weird like they came up pretty fast to the car it was weird and then they like were like laughing and we were kind of like what and then and at the time i had been telling you about how, how all these fucking guys say, were what, asking me out i was literally about to say before weren't you literally telling you like telling me that all these guys have been coming to you it's crazy and I'm not even saying this as a flex. It's fucking weird. And I do believe them coming to our car, that I think it's related. Like, the, I think there's something about my energy now that I've healed um, or healing. And my the coach I was working with before, Emily, she recently was talking about how we can't heal other people's traumas. Mm. And as women, we often carry that and try to heal other people's trauma. Mm. And um, so, and it was so validating when she said that, because I was like, wow, when I got assaulted, it wasn't my fault. Obviously, I already knew it wasn't my fault, but like, it wasn't that I let it into my reality. No, somebody else fucking did that. Exactly. And my point in sharing all of that is... You know, I used to say we create our own reality. I say said it so much, and it's still true to a degree. But there are other fucking beings, entities, humans, whatever, out there that do impact you, and you do not have control over them. Well, yeah. Oh, that was a big story. <laughs> but, like, you know, because, if okay. stuff happened to you, yeah. it doesn't mean that you're unhealed or that, yeah. you know, you needed to learn that lesson. No, like, there's fucking, we, like, this shit is the wild so, west. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we have free will, so then literally every other being that incarnates with us has free will too. Mm. And, but what do you think about, like, multiple timeline, like, the multiple timeline theory that's, it's like, Everyone is the main character of their game, right? Like, of life. Like, mm. you're living life, and you're the main character. And there's, like, billions... There's more than that. Like, of... Infinite? Exactly. Timelines, where it's, like... The person that's living in their game, like, they have everything 
that is happening to them in their control, though. And then in, like, another universe, like, it's, like, the other way around. So it's, like, I Uh get... So it's, like, I get... Like, me and you both want the parent issues or something. Parent issues? A a pair of new shoes. Oh, a pair of new shoes. And (laughs) then we both want parent issues. (laughs) Uh, It's mine. (laughs) That's so good. But, like... I know. Like... Parent issues are... Pair of shoes, a pair of new shoes. <laughs> <laughs> we want a pair of Nikes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, like in my reality, I get it, but then you miss out. And then in your reality, you get it, but then I miss out. Huh. So it's like they both exist. They both exist, but at the same time, this has actually nothing to do with being silly. <laughs> No, it's okay. You. You no, but it's like, I think of it. Yeah. So, where do you think like that comes in with what you were saying? Like, is no, because the blame is never on you. Yeah, because that's what I hate about like the new. Well, like, yeah, I. It's not never on you, but with spirituality, like people, mm. like it's like exactly what you just said. Like, they're like, I let this happen to me. Like, I need to heal myself out of this trauma cycle so it never happens again. Mm-hmm. You think That's you're, what I was thinking. Yeah, you think you're healed and then something goes wrong and then you're like, fuck, I need to heal it. Like, mm. but it's like, oh my God, like. Yeah, and then it can actually play into almost like. A new trauma. Yeah, or ke- and keeping yourself stuck or ac- accident, like learned helplessness. Mm. Because you're like, oh, it's my fault, it's my fault, it's my fault. And then, say, perhaps you don't then set boundaries or cut off certain people. Mm. And then it's like, well, it's actually your fault that they're still in your life. But it's not your fault that it's happened. But, like, Mm. you need to now get them out of your life or leave or take action. Like, but, um, so, I mean, taking ownership for it all the time isn't necessarily empowering. Um. But in regards to, like, the timeline thing that you just said, I haven't actually heard of the theory that, like, in one timeline I get it. And in really? Another ti- no, I, no. Mm. But I have... What I have thought before is... So... <laughs> so some of these concepts, I, I, I love wait. it, though. I love it, can't though. can't wait to hear this. So some concepts, it's like, you know, there are infinite realities with infinite combinations of experiences Mm. but sometimes I wonder like what if there's actually only my reality (laughs) and me like this narcissistic perspective I'm like no I'm going but like what if there's (laughs) what if there's only my reality and also my only my life so when I'm born it's like oh my god there's so much history in the Egyptians and the Romans like what if that actually didn't exist prior and it just existed in the moment that I entered the game for just my particular soul. Okay, interesting. Which is almost like opposite of the multiple, multiple yeah, exactly. Now, I will say that I don't actually believe that because yeah. like I just said there are fucking other entities out there with free will and and they want in on you. <laughs> <laughs> they are playing the game and real like actual entities energetic beings which i've now seen felt heard Mm. um and that makes me like no this universe wasn't created just for me 
But at the same time, it doesn't actually disprove that. Yeah. It could well, be. Well, isn't it like what you were just explaining? That's like the original thought of source consciousness. Like, technically it is all for you because you mm. are source. Mm. But also I'm source. But, like, yeah. it's all you. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Because then this is an interesting thing. Because, like, I believe that the multiverse and the theory of there being infinite universes, mm. I believe that's still on the side of the game that we play. Yep. So even though we're in the Earth realm, you could you could go to a different realm, a different realm, a different realm, but that's still a part of the game that your soul can choose to play. Yep. And from my point of view, the other side is just source consciousness. But when we were talking about this yeah, recently, I was about to say. do you want to share how, like, you wondered if entities and stuff come from somewhere else entirely. Mm. Was it something like that? Well, in regards to, like, the playing the video game, like, analogy, it mm. was, like, I was saying... I always thought of the video game analogy being, like, our physical bodies here in the third and fourth dimension. Mm-hmm. Like, so our physical bodies right now, like, this is our avatar. And then this physical realm is the video game but then when you die it's like the video game's over Mm. and it's like it's only when we incarnate here that's where the video game is because it's like you can play with like manifestation and like just kind of play with your reality like have fun Mm. whereas like on the other side like I kind of thought that that is the truth it's not really a game but you think the whole universe and other dimensions is also a part of the game you know what I mean like yeah. 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 Kind of. I... Like, I never thought about it like it de- that. Yeah, I guess it depends on almost, like, what dimension. So I, I have seen, like, my higher self and been to spirit realms in meditation. And I've, mm. I've been to, through past life regression, like the place in between lives and just how I perceived it. Mm. And that all seemed like source energy to me, like different, obviously interpretations of just source energy. So some spirit realms just, that's just source energy. But when I say another dimension, like if you were an alien or if you lived in a universe that was underwater or mm. made of slime, like, I don't know. <laughs> if you lived in another dimension where you're like a, um, bacteria, that to me, they're all, those are just different variations of the game that, that we That's can, cool. like, can play. Yeah. But, but the spirit realm and where we come from, that's to me a source mm. energy. That's cool. Cause I also believe that like aliens are not actually any different to us and that we as a soul could be an alien well, yeah, is, don't, don't, isn't that what people say? Like, they're starseeds. Yeah, and they have, like, like, alien Acturia, lineage. What's it called, even? Andromeda. Yeah, that's one. <laughs> the, um, the Pleiadians. Ple- Pleiadians. Uh, Lum- Lumeria. Hmm. And then, I don't know, the Greys and the Reptilians. I don't know where they come from, though. <laughs> I don't know. But, like... I've heard of, like, people having souls that's, like, a double 
it's like they incarnate as the alien, and then mm. the alien incarnates here. Yeah, How I do fucking you feel about love that? this. So, first of all, this man that was a bit of a guru to me, who I now don't talk to because it was giving cult leader, <laughs> and like, this is a whole other story. Did I, was I, no, I was telling another friend about everything how things progress like nothing nothing happened but his language had you know red flags in it and i was telling her how this progressed and she was like that is fucked <laughs> so i have quite a story for you there but as Spir- said, spiritual men are like on another level uh, it, like yeah, they're so made, you like still have to be so careful you have to be so careful like yeah anyway yeah, you have to be really careful. I probably will... I'm going to record an episode on, like, mm. um, spiritual predators. And oh I'll tell God. more of the story. Because I have fucking every story out of the sun. It's actually, like, an epidemic. Like, they're, run- <laughs> they're running rampant. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, we need to collect them and tell them <laughs> to stop it. <laughs> Stopping predators. Um, anyway, yeah. The alien thing. Um, And... Oh, what was I saying? Just, like, he was really connected to several races, um, although... Oh, no, no, um, well, that's true. How much of what he said, like, I don't believe all of it, but, Mm. like, I remember saying, but who are the aliens, and how do we know, and, like, how, if some of them are here, which I do believe that they would be, like... How are they taking on the human form? Mm. Are they always, like, shape-shifting? Do they actually take their skin off when they get home? Because that was, like, a bit hard for me to believe. And I also... I saw so many questions, and I'd be like, do they know that they're an alien? Like, if they're actually an alien that's taking on a human life, do they think that they're an alien? Or do they think that they're human? And he... I get, it would depend on the circumstance, but he said they're mostly just, like, legitimate humans, but they have alien lineage. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, and to back this up, um, I actually have a friend that's very connected to a particular alien race, and, um, yeah, I'm just, like, you know, she was, like, quite hesitant to share that because, you know, not everyone's going to take a yeah. while, but, like, she said they like, come in her dreams, um, and, like, just communicate with her, like, non-threatening, and for her as well, they'd be like, you know, we need to help the human race, like, we need to help them, you know, raise their vibration, and how can we do this without, you know, being intimidating, like, humans are so volatile, and this was even before she'd opened that door, Mm. like, she was like, wow, I'm having fucking weird dreams, And then she's obviously, like, very spiritual and became more open to it. Mm -hmm. And so in that sense, she's a completely normal human being, but she has alien lineage. That's cool. And because I also believe the now moment is ever happening, I would say at the end of the day, we all have alien lineage, but it's just, like, you know, how sort of close was it? Yeah. It's not really something you can measure. Yeah. So I can't remember the question, but yeah, I believe it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't think there was a question. Yeah, just like, yeah, aliens. I believe in aliens too. Yeah. Yeah. You tell now your... What, do you believe they're, like, walking around or what? Or any thoughts yeah, on the whole thing? Yeah, I think... I think that... There's kind of 
I actually think that they're here all the time, but we just can't perceive them. Mm. And I also do believe, like, that they do randomly incarnate here. And, yeah, like, I've heard of this thing called, like, cloaked ships, where it's, like, you look at a cloud. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, it's actually, like, not a cloud. But, like, to your perception, like, it looks like a cloud. Mm. But it's actually, like, an alien, like, motherboard. Mothership. (laughs) Mothership, yeah. Yeah. And then it's, like... When I found out about that, I I was always, like... (laughs) And I'd be, like... Exactly. That ain't a regular cloud. Yeah. I fucking know. Yeah. (laughs) I know. But yeah, like, but definitely... I, I would think... If they're so advanced, that wouldn't be mm. hard to do. It's probably just, like, a mirror. And we're like, yeah. oh my god! Like, I see a dragon. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I definitely believe in, like, consciousness levels affecting your vision and kind of abilities to see things. It's like... Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, with you and, like, your spiritual journey... And how you're kind of, like, owning the word that you're psychic now. Yeah. Like, you've reached a level where it's, like, you can perceive, like, voices and messages and visions through, mm-hmm. like, and you can perceive beings visiting you. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, two years ago or three years ago, it's, like, nothing like that was happening for you. Yeah. And it's, like, you've slowly kind of definitely grown... Yeah, like, you've been reaching new consciousness levels, like, for the past few years, like... Yeah. And now, it's like, now you're here and you can, like, actually claim the word, like, psychic and be proud of it. Mm. And it's cool. Thank you. <laughs> but I, I agree. It's a consciousness thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, was lit- I was just listening to, like, a podcast today where they were talking about something completely different. It's so not relevant, but he said something like, you know, we had never experienced that before. Oh, they were talking about wild chickens, because this guy was, like, stranded on an island for 15 months. Oh my god. Yeah, it was a good episode. Was he the interview, like... He was being interviewed, yeah, being and, interviewed. like, it was, like, a story. It's called Extremes by Vice. It's actually old now, but I oh. I didn't realise they had released new episodes when I listened like two years ago so I'm listening to them now guys check it out (laughs) shout out guys and girls um Vice needs help (laughs) (laughs) yeah no they're just up and coming (laughs) they need like some yeah (laughs) to the five people that are watching this please go (laughs) to Vice (laughs) you're so funny um (laughs) so it's about wild chickens (laughs) and they got stranded on this island, and the chickens, well, they thought they would be wild, but they didn't run away when they saw these boys, and they they were like, that's really weird, because wild chickens always run away, and it was because they realized they must have been domesticated before. Oh my god. Um, and there had been, like, a tribe there originally that got sold into slavery, and oh there was god. chickens left behind, which is horrific. Um... But my point in sharing that is something about, like... The chickens perceiving humans. Consciousness yeah. level. <laughs> I, I actually think that's, like, a really loose relation, if any. <laughs> let's, like, let's tie it all together. Yeah, okay, so... The <laughs> let's chickens... force it. <laughs> let's make it work. Okay. Me loses all five listeners. <laughs> <laughs> 
bring that up so bad this whole time. <laughs> like wild chickens. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I have another example. <laughs> About wild geese. That's no. insane. <laughs> that story's insane though, like <laughs> in public own it oh my god i'm crying on camera to all five people i know nah i Thank put 10 bucks down there'll be more than five listeners mm. um okay now another story that i heard re- recently that actually is relevant so this was like th- just some random person told me this but apparently when an explorer like christopher columbus or something went to this tribal area on a big ship. There's, like, a saying that the tribes, they couldn't actually see the ship because they had never seen one before. Oh, my God. So that actually is relevant. And that... It's not even, say, directly linked to, like, consciousness levels, but familiarity i guess Mm. um and there are so many layers to our existence to our reality and if you're really consumed by just the physical 3d and there's nothing wrong with that then your your awareness of yeah the the depth of our actual life you know yeah you're just not aware of it Mm. um yeah, so obviously I don't know like if that is true, but that's what they said, and I thought that was interesting. And I have another example, but I won't get into it. <laughs> but at what point... Yeah, because at what point would they see the ship then? Because eventually they're going to have to see it. Yeah, I know. I Well, I didn't really believe Maybe, it at first, yeah. but well, honestly, the other example that's coming to mind, I saw someone saying that like these scientists did a study where they put cats... like kittens into an environment where there was only horizontal lines no parallel lines so it really didn't make sense to me but they it was a legitimate study only horizontal lines and then when they let the kittens out then they they actually couldn't perceive vertical lines because the say um rods didn't form in their eyes or something like that and I was honestly like, that's a load of bullshit. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but when I Googled it, you know, apparently it was true. That doesn't necessarily mean I believe it, but, like, they are just examples that are coming to mind. Of, yeah. Like, if something is so alien to you, you, you can't perceive it. I've heard... It's like, I know the start of this... Like, I know the start of the information, but I don't know, like, how it ends. So it's, like... Because in other countries, like, non-Western countries, like... I can't remember the country. But it's, like, they only have, uh, like, circular-shaped houses. Whereas, like, here we have corners. Mm. And, like, it's, like, squares and stuff. And then it's, like, apparently the people in the houses that have circle-shaped houses. Yeah. Yeah. Like... They actually can't perceive corners. Wow. Well, I don't know, but yeah. though, like I don't know enough information because I can't remember it. But it's like yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. Wow. I wonder why this is. 
because and think of how much we're not perceiving. Exactly. One more I'm going to throw out there that I also saw. Um, it was about colors, and mm. for us, we have like the basic colors is like I don't know, like red, green, yellow, and blue, something like Whoa. that. <laughs> and then say we also have like pink. And then they gave an example of another culture that only had variations of, like, dark, medium, and light. And red and pink were considered the same. They were considered red. And green and blue were considered the same. Like, Mm. it was blue. Like, say say their only colors were, like, red, blue, and maybe yellow. Mm. And because at first I was like, what the fuck? What do you mean they wouldn't be able to perceive other colours? And then when I saw what the narrowed down version was, like red and pink being the same thing, I was like, oh, Mm. that one I actually more Mm. understood. And, you know, obviously they they would see the variation of colour, but the the interpretation of the reality would say, like, that's the same thing. Whereas to us, we're like, wow, two completely different colours. Even though we would mm. see them. Now I feel like insecure, like, what can I not see? Because of, like, the way yeah. you've been brought up and stuff. Mm. And, like, what am I not perceiving right now that's, like, in the room? Can you Well, I get entities me? in here fucking all the time. I know. I'm like, get This out. room is, like, a rave, like, every night. <laughs> the way you speak about it, it's, like, actually <laughs> crazy. It's crazy in here. True, true. True, probably. Mm. Um, <laughs> now I'm just imagining myself with like a rave light and it's just me and I've like my mom comes like... in and I'm like guys make room and it's like my mom and it's like just like, me in an empty room <laughs> <laughs> have you ever thought about like astral doofs like bush doofs in the astral plane oh my god plane? no I was like interested in this like when I was into astral projection mm. I'm like surely there's like a party going on like spirits Throw parties. Like, for sure. for sure. Yeah. But it's like, would I really want to go there? And it's another My story. My first but... thought was I wouldn't want to be exposed to that. Yeah, no. Because even a literal doof. I was about <laughs> to say, that's like... Because me, I, I would always be like, everyone is as nice as me. And I love going to these things. And everyone is just so beautiful and just like me. And people, and people beautiful are beautiful. Princess. And then there'd be someone on meth like Mm. in any location and like losing their mind and like violent like look looking violent and And i'd be like wow people you know they actually didn't come here with the same intentions as me crazy (laughs) that's fucking shocking no but okay so then do you reckon the overlap okay there's a real bush shift going on Mm mm-hmm and the overlap on the actual plane is like actual spirit push off too, oh, because oh, everyone's 100%. bringing it. Yeah, everyone's bringing oh, all the spirits. Yeah, and all the entities. Exactly. Literally. Have you ever thought someone was like, like let's say you're at a doof or out or just like on the street? Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought they're just like fully possessed? Yes. Like there's nothing there. Like when you see the uh, eyes. one time. But I am cautious not to dehumanize. Yeah, yeah. Because I think... And and this is another thing relevant. Like, even the talk about aliens. Like, yeah, I 100% think that there are aliens here or people have alien lineage. But you do need to believe that 
people are people. Yeah. Because if you start to say, oh, that person is bad, I hate them, they're not a part of the human race, you are rejecting what the human race is capable of and also then a part of yourself, yourself. and that is dehumanizing. Yeah. Um, so I hold those beliefs, but I still say, yeah, humans are capable of atrocities and like we need yeah. to accept that. Um, sure. Sorry, I felt like that was important to say. No, what was the it's question? so true. Oh, I said like... like entities at doofs? Yeah. Is that the question? Basically, yeah. Like, if oh, yeah, you've met someone, possessed. yeah. One time I was driving around with someone and we went through Chapel Street. And I do love Chapel Street. It still has a special place <laughs> in my heart, but it's like a party hub. Yeah. And there is abundant drug use and problems Parasite, there. Parasites everywhere. Yeah. And, like, I still love it. Like, yeah. I'm not in that vibe anymore but like I it has a it it was fun anyway at the time (laughs) anyway one time I was driving through with a friend and I looked to my right and there was someone that was obviously like doing it very very rough Mm. and they it just didn't look like anybody was home they were obviously like a drug addict and homeless and I'm not judging that part but I had like a really intense physical response and I was like if I walk past them I'm sorry to say to this person but like, I would not make eye contact because I felt very like there was energy not good energy mm. not good energy yeah. they still need help they're still a human being of course. but yeah I was like, like and there's... I said to my friend I was like that person well I just feel like possession is such a strong word but yes it's they have like a possession, lot of but it's like you can tell with some people... Like, other things were all taking the energy. They're just riddled, like, riddled with, like, spirits yeah. on, like, another plane. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and this, this is one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast and why I was guided to do it, because similarly to what we were just talking about with trauma, for so long I tried to take so much ownership of it, and, like, it's all me... And then I had, you know, several almost wake-up calls and, like, very clear interactions with entities and things Mm. and being like, no, it's actually not me being responsible for everything or my trauma. Mm. There are other energies playing out here. And so with that, you know, this person that I mentioned that was obviously homeless obviously would have probably had a traumatized upbringing. It's It's not their fault. Like, they're still a human being that has a soul, but at the same time... Yeah, they were riddled with entities, and I would be very, like, very careful interacting. Not, yeah. So it's obviously you know, nothing to do parts. with them. It's just like the mm. spiritual realm and like how it works. Yes. Like, and people need to know about energetic hygiene because it's exactly. so fucking real. It actually reminds me of a point that we were talking about a few weeks ago. Like, how do you know that? an idea that you have or, like, a message that you receive is, like, actually for you and kind of channeled by you, like, in a pure way mm-hmm. versus, like, other entities, like, coming in and trying to, like, influence you. Mm. I don't mean it in, like, a victim-type way. Like, I'm just saying in, like, a general way, like, because it's, like, spiritual hygiene. Like, we do have to, like, be aware of it. 
it's like we're not like totally untouchable at all times like I think we're so powerful but because of our power like there's constantly beings that are trying to get to you kind of Mm -hmm. like in a way yeah in a way there are yeah it will because everything is energy and it's uh, I don't know if this is corny but like similar to me doing all this healing work and now all these men coming out of the woodwork. I was literally going to say. Yeah. And Emily was like, was we, we, I mentioned before, and we had a conversation about it and she was like, you know, wounded masculine is attracted to the divine feminine. It doesn't mean that you're on their necessarily mm. level, but like because you're shining so bright, like they, they just want a piece of that. And mm. um, it's a, the same. And she was like, just keep, you know, putting up your boundaries. And the same goes with energy. But I actually feel... I'd like to hear your answer to your own question. Like, cause you, you know, you receive messages and intuition and mm. things. How do you navigate if it's yourself or, you know, possibly something else? Well, Hmm. That's actually a good question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm like, sometimes I'm still not even a hundred percent. I'm like, is this right for me or not? Like, is this a good message that I should listen to? Like, is this intuition? But with intuition, I feel how it feels in my body. Like when I ask myself a question, it's like actually really weird, which I will explain. It's like, usually I ask myself a question. Yes. Or like a yes or no question. Mm -hmm. It's like, should I do this or not? And then it's like, I imagine yes and no, like, on either side of me. And it's kind of like, when the answer is always, like, okay, if it's yes, it's like, I feel my body, like, being drawn to the word in mm-hmm. my mind. Mm-hmm. And then, cool. it, but it's like, it's like deep in my body, like, mm. it's like kind of hovering over the word. Mm-hmm. And it's like so weird, but... With stuff like that, it's like just because I feel it so deeply in my body, like I know that it is me. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes, like, you're spiraling and you have like all these things going on inside your mind, and you're kind of like anxious and like really hyper vigilant. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's when I know I'm like, I take a step back and I'm like, I think there's like something going on here. It's like maybe I brought it in from like ruminating but I think there's like kind of outside sources right now Mm. or it's like if you watch a movie and it's like really disturbs you Mm. and then after that you're kind of thinking like about all this other stuff it's like there was something in the media that you watch that's like influencing you and your mental state yeah so it's like I don't know I just feel how it feels in my body, like, the answers and even the type of questions, though, like, Mm. that you're asking yourself, like, if it's, like, based in, like, really weird, like, insecurity, it's kind of like, okay, just, like, take take a step back and... But honestly, yeah, when I did... So, remember when I did the Parasite Cleanse? Mm Mm-hmm. I kind of learnt, like, the difference between, like, what's an outside influences, like, what's an outside influence versus, like, my own intuition because I felt so spiritually clean, like, 
on a parasite cleanse and I had almost like no rumination, like no, like if I wanted to make a decision, it was like, yeah, that, like I yeah. knew it straight away. Cool. And then it's like, if I was in certain environments, like I knew if I wanted to be there or not, like immediately, you know, mm-hmm. like, and so I don't know, like it's hard to know, but. It just sounds like a practice and exactly, a continual it is. Like, awareness. It is, 100%. And do you need to share with people a little bit, like, what is a parasite cleanse? Because yeah, some yeah. people might be like, what the fuck? So, basically, like, there's different levels to it, but you take, uh, like, okay, so everybody has, like, microbiome, like, parasites in their intestines, and then it kind of, like, can inf- you kind of have an infestation like in our bodies we do and it's like in our organs it can even be in our brains and sinuses and stuff and so and like a so, really kind of say a really simplified version of that would be like too much bad bacteria exactly like yeah. a super simplified and it, yeah, yeah we've all got some of that going on we basically have like kilo, a kilo worth of actual physical parasites cool okay <laughs> they're like because i know it's also like symbiotic but... yeah exactly yeah. yeah and yeah so the idea was like i heard it in a podcast well i was like kind of interested in it already but this podcast was talking about the spiritual side of like having all these parasites in you and basically you take a tincture of wormwood black walnut and clove and you just take it like three times a day and it starts clearing out like the microscopic parasites within you. But while that's happening, it's kind of like you're going through an energetic detox as well because you're kind of killing off all these things that have been like inside of you for like years. Wow. So that's like the spiritual side of parasite cleansing. But it's also like has major physical benefits too. But yeah. But yeah, then ever since then, I was always interested in like people like interested in what is an outside influence versus like your own intuition yeah because we have so many like attacking us all the time yeah not to make people paranoid but yeah <laughs> it's I'm a part like, of it yeah now i'm like i sound like i'm like scared of everything but i'm not no. but it's like well you know what's been funny on my own healing journey and being to where I'm at now it, mm. when I reflect I'm like I have always been this sensitive to energy yeah always been this emotionally sensitive and through my own experience and whatnot you know tried to make myself smaller or didn't express my needs and stuff which mm. at the end of the day is quite a standard experience mm. um and I also blamed yeah say my I blamed my trauma and myself for how I felt, which is a, a say an oh, early on yeah. like sort of mistake that people make. So I'd be like, you know, um, I am with this guy and he makes me feel like shit when, sorry, I feel like shit if he can't come to something that we've organized. Oh, yeah. That's my fault for being so controlling. <laughs> And then I'd be like, I so need to sad. see a healer to work on oh, how controlling so I am, something like that. Yeah. And then with time, being like, oh my god, no, he was actually wrong all along, or that friendship was actually wrong all along, oh and it wasn't that 
I needed to get better at um, communicating or asking for less, although that's definitely a part of it. But actually, that friendship was just not for me anymore. And my body knew from the beginning. And so it's interesting that through a lot of the healing work, even though that was necessary to like understand my body's communication, mm. it actually has just made me believe my body much faster instead of saying, oh, I'm having a trauma response. I need to make that go away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And to go like a bit further with what you were saying about like, you know, what's us or what's an outside influence. And I like, because there's so many ways to go about it, like you said, because I think I know. A, a massive part, like the, the, the biggest thing you can do, I feel at the end of the day is learn how to calm your nervous system. Mm-hmm. That's like exactly the number one, just work on that. Like, because you want to trust your body no matter what, but you also do need to understand, well, if I, if I am triggered, why? And how do I come down from that? Instead of just like, oh, I've been triggered. It must be them. Cut them out. Mm. Um, even though, you know, you might end up doing that. Yeah. Anywho, like regulating your, your nervous system. Um, but for a while, so like when I left my fitness business and went into mindset, which is like 2021, m- big meltdown of my life, very important growth (laughs) phase, but like also let go of a lot of friendships. Mm. And I then was really borderline paranoid to trust people again, because I was deeply, deeply hurt about Mm. the way that things happened. Mm. Um, And, you know, didn't trust people and yeah, a, a little bit, I would use the word paranoid and scared. Like it just was a horrible time. And I knew that they were watching me in some way. They were, this group of people was like going to be keeping tabs on me. Oh my God. And that feeling would come and go for years. And I did a lot of healing work to try and process that. And through varying times in my life, like now I just know, you know, those particular people are blocked now. And I do feel the energy is like disconnected. But now if I'm feeling like some certain people are watching me. I actually believe that now. I'm not like, oh, you're just being paranoid. You need to Mm. go and get a healing session and process how you feel Mm. and make it go away. Because it's actually not about making it go away. I'm like, okay, I think I'm feeling evil eye. I think I'm feeling judgment. I can take ownership for my own fear of judgment Mm -hmm. and let that go. But I also, you know, have a gut feeling as to where it's coming from. Mm. And I kind of trust that. It obviously depends person to person. Um, Because say if you're like, you know, really, really, really scared of judgment, it may just be coming from within yourself. But then because we are all connected, you could be picking it up. The more Mm. sensitive I am, I often like believe if I'm getting a gut feeling about something. I love when you, like when I'm expressing something to you like let's say like I'm unsure about something and I'm like telling you a situation and then you just ask me like how does it feel in your body Mm. and it's like always like that question like it's so simple and like yeah whatever like people say it but it's like when you ask me that it's like oh my god yeah like just get into your body Mm. and ask like feel the sensations and stuff like yeah and then you literally always know the answer, like, once mm-hmm. you do that. 
It's so simple. Mm. <laughs> it, it, it makes me laugh now because when I started like coaching, mm. I'd be like, I'm so good at telling people what to do. And I would like plan out their life or whatever. Like I was still, I was really good at my job. I, I know, yeah, always, you are. Like I still loved what I did, mm. but I <laughs> would tell people what to do. And now I'm like, how do you feel? Everyone's like, oh my gosh. But then it's so much more empowering. Because if, if I'm telling someone what to do, it's very dis- disempowering. Mm. And I love now when I give people psychic readings because I have that awareness. Um, which is why I now feel like I almost have like permission to do that. Mm. I'll deliver it in a way where, you know, they decide what they do. Mm. I give them the information um, yeah, which I think is helpful. So nice. <sighs> it is nice. I, I, we've been talking over an hour. That just flew by. We could literally... Yeah, there's actually so there's much actually more I wanted so to say as well. More. But we kept, like, moving, and I'm I like, this is, how we, this is how we move, though, and this is what this podcast is going to yeah. be. Well... <laughs> I was like, I don't want to sound up myself, but this is the type of podcast I would listen to. <laughs> Really? Yeah. I like, you know, the Yeah, few, we actually. Well, I we actually share, love when people just talk. We share podcasts that are literally like this. Mm. It's actually my favorite type, too. Yeah. Mm. And this is still, you know, my own and my baby. Yeah. But yeah, like, I'm like, that was actually really fun. <laughs> Imagine if I look at stats and, like, everybody's clicked out like 30 minutes ago and then I'm like. <laughs> This is it. This is the shit. You're like, this is a podcast I would listen to. <laughs> There's like zero people. There's no. Um, we could honestly like. We'll do a how series. How do you edit? Yeah. How do you usually edit like your podcast? I don't at all. Oh. Uh. I am going to take out the first few minutes of this though because it was so, <laughs> it was so I tried to do almost like a formal introduction, guys, out of habit, and it just wasn't it was the vibe. So up. <laughs> no, it was good. But you need. But like, I will cut it out. Yeah. legit. Wait. So all of this is gonna be in? Yeah, the whole thing. All right. Cool. Well, I was gonna say like, you could keep going, and then you could, but you don't edit your podcast. I was gonna say, and then condense it. Uh, no, I'm not doing that. Right. I honestly think it wouldn't make sense. If you chopped out even, like, 30 seconds, it wouldn't make sense. And even in our normal conversation not edited does not make sense. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's already hard to follow it, no. Mm. But, okay, anyway. It's not getting edited. This is so, essentially, like, healing for me because, you know, I think when I had my podcast before, it was more business-oriented and, like... (laughs) Sorry. And like focus to a specific topic. And wait, t- did I do that in the camera? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Don't worry, I've looked at the camera several times to like make sure it's recording, and it's giving was... like side eye. <laughs> so I just did a full on pose before I drank water. <laughs> yeah, it's it's right. so hot. <laughs> yeah, you're so good. <laughs> I don't look like your ex-personal trainer. <laughs> don't ever say that again. Anyway, sorry. I'm going to show you a photo of him and you'll be like, what the fuck? 
I think I've seen him, like, that guy. But he makes, like, yeah, the fuckboy face or whatever. Yeah. So hot. Oh, he's blocked now, so... Damn. Ten bucks he listens to this. <laughs> he's doing something else with this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. anyway. <laughs> Can you please... Uh, wrap this up. Yeah. I can't remember. No, I meant, like... You're really I not going to edit anything. Yeah, no. Alright, cool. Oh, yeah, I was saying, this is healing for me because my, my business podcast for, before, <laughs> <stop>. <laughs> my business podcast before was like focused to something particular and so I would then think of topics relating to that. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not my fucking vibe mm. anymore. Now I'm just like, oh, it's too structured and I was trying to get something, like trying to get clients. I was still serving. Mm. But I'm just, I feel beyond that now. And now it's like, I wish I could bottle my essence and just share that. And this literally is what I peak for. And so so this now is like, oh my God, this is actually me. Like the most I've ever shown. Like there's no specific focus. Yeah. And it's like, Um, so it would be so fun to have like your own podcast and then just invite friends on. I know, it I'm is. saying, yeah, like, I'm having I'm fun saying right like, now. Next... it's a lot of work though, the effort that I've put into creating it. Yeah. But once it's rolling, it's like, like in the next easy. few weeks, it's like more friends of yours, yeah. Yeah, yeah. coming on. Like, so I, sick. I was, yeah, telling a friend recently, like, with the, the people that I'm having on, because with this type of conversation, I mean, it's not limited, but this is what I peak for at the moment. Yeah. And I said, you know, this is actually such a reflection of you create your own reality because I am in a good a reasonable financial position considering how I've changed my business again Mm. and I'm now not working with like super high level clients and I'm not charging very high level prices I've you know I'm doing tarot readings and like working at a market I've pulled right back yet I have finance coming in I'm having conversations like this every day. And that is because of the willingness to set boundaries, walk away, ownership. I deserve better. I want better friends, blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, my business is not where I thought it would be in terms of goals. Mm. But these conversations right now, like, this is heaven to me. Oh. Yeah. That's so sweet. And then I was like, wow, you know, that is affirming that all this effort that I'm putting, I am creating my own mm. reality in that sense. Not a millionaire yet, but I've kind of let go of that now though. Cause I'm like, I now just think it will come. Yeah. I don't need to pursue being that's, a millionaire. Like, it, like it will the, just happen. It's like neutral. If it's meant to be as well. Like you're totally neutral about it. And that's like, mm. that's what they say is the best feeling for like manifestation. Yeah. This is a whole nother conversation. Mm. Let's leave it there. <laughs> is that your just resting face? Like, did I do it again? I uh, yeah. I feel like. <laughs> I think it's your no. You're beautiful though. Um. Thanks so much, everyone. I don't think we need any fancy exit. Holly will be back on. I'm sure. Yeah. Thank you so much for having Thank me. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. Love you. Love you. <laughs> All right. Bye. Hi everyone, it's me again, it's Carla. Just jumping on to say a massive thank you to everybody that has listened so far. 
I am amazed at how well the podcast has been received, especially when the topics I'm talking about, like I mentioned, are quite vulnerable for me. Like I'm really opening up and sharing so much more of myself. So it's very affirming to hear that other people are having similar experiences um, and that it actually resonates, that people want to hear this stuff. And it's been so fun for me to receive your messages about the crazy dreams that you've had, the visions, the premonitions, like I absolutely love it. Keep it coming. Keep messaging me about the podcast, what what you like, what affects you, you know, what, what you don't like. I mean, don't be mean, but <laughs> if, if you have constructive criticism, like go ahead. Um, but keep sharing your stories with me because I love it and it helps me you know, with ideas and, you know, what to talk about. So I wanted to jump on as well because so much has happened already since the podcast launched and since I recorded this episode with Holly, um, which I hope you enjoyed, by the way, because we had so much fun recording it. So I feel like I've already lived several lifetimes. So I wanted to give you a little bit bit of an update Um, since starting this podcast, like I traveled to Sydney and I was with friends and surrounded by, you know, powerful women, men too, but especially like my female friends making bold moves in business and in their lives. I've moved out, um, again, (laughs) but I've moved out. So I'm living by the beach. And in that process, I feel like I've truly upgraded my reality not only you know my living situation and being by the beach and living with a wonderful friend but upgrading like my bedding my footwear getting rid of old stuff that doesn't suit me anymore i'm investing into breath work again like i'm investing into my body um there there are so many elements at play that have helped me to i feel quantum leap and you know, I've been working at the markets, uh, Campbell market doing psychic readings. Cause my spirit team told me to do that. You know, they told me to take a break from business coaching and just master my craft. And it's been a really incredible experience. Um, it's, it has felt really good to relax about my business or expectations or any expectations on money or sales or any of those things, just to let them go and just practice doing what I love and sharing what I love, which is, you know, the healing work. And now like fully owning the part of me that is psychic and integrating that into my work. So it's been humbling and challenging and scary often. (laughs) Um, But I feel really good about it because it feels like I am It feels like I have been using everything that I've been talking about for some time. Like this quantum leap that I have done by trusting my path, taking massive action, letting go of the past. Like I just did it without even really thinking. Like I just knew and I trusted. And so I took action and I did the thing. And now we're here. And yeah, even though it's been scary, especially with the changes and the pivots that I've made, I I see why it's happened. And it does make me trust my own teachings even more because if I can, if I can make such a massive pivot and do it quite easily, 
that's actually a testament to all of the work that I've done prior if that makes sense and I I wanted to share that and let you know like how things have changed um so I feel I've had this period of integration you know taking ownership of the psychic side of me starting this podcast all of that (laughs) and now I am feeling called to expand again I am feeling called to study now that I've been using my psychic abilities a lot more I can also see my own blind spots Um, I need to work on my ability to protect myself when I'm channeling energy and entity clearings because there's some areas that I'm super, super confident in and other areas that I'm like, yeah, I could learn. I could learn more and I do love to study. So I am excited about, yeah, expanding again. Um, But this podcast is still my number one priority and like, my highest expression, purely creative, purely a form of joy for me. Um, And yeah, I don't know. I just felt like called to share that. So (laughs) whatever. Um, Okay. So things are changing a little bit. I'm excited about expanding. If you feel called to book a session with me, obviously you know where to go. Message me on Instagram. You can You can also go straight to my website and you can book something directly, but I would really recommend messaging me on Instagram because then we can figure out what's right for you. If you want psychic reading, healing session or (laughs) business mentoring. Um, And I, I actually want to say as well, I'm just going to go ahead. I, I haven't been advertising myself in business at all. Obviously I archived all of my old Instagram posts because I needed that space to breathe and, you know, reassess where I'm going. And I now have three business clients. So I don't know, make it make sense, but that's what, that's what happens when you trust yourself, right? Like I said, people would just come to me. I didn't know how, but I just believed it. So anyway, whatever, if you want, If you want a session with me, message me. Otherwise, keep coming back to this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Again, I absolutely love recording this episode. I have more episodes to come. Um, I have two more guests to share with you. And I will do another, like, actual personal one soon. I'm also trying to honor the commitment I made to myself to do these fortnightly. Because I'm like... I have so many ideas and so many things to talk about. I should just, I should just make 10 podcasts and release them all at once. But I promised myself I would slow down and, and let things happen in their own time. So um, another podcast will be out in two weeks. Please message me what you thought of this podcast. Thanks again. I love you all. We will talk again very soon. Bye.